John Stewart is back at The Daily Show, which means he's also back in our ears on The Daily Show Ears Edition podcast. Listen to The Daily Show Ears Edition wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to Comedy Central. Hey, guys. Hey. Hey. It's your two dads. It's your two dads. I'm one of them. I'm Sean. I'm Julian. And Julian, I have one question that I ask every week. What is it? I always forget what the question is. Uh. How you dadding? That's the question. I am dadding all right. I uh, Goldie has been uh, waking up again. Nightmares sometimes. Uh, Do you ever ask her what her nightmares are? Yeah, they never can tell you. Yeah, I'm I'm so confused because like here, I, part of me when I ask, part of me is like, please don't tell me, please don't tell me, because what if it's terrifying? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now I have nightmares, yeah. and then no one's getting any sleep. No, no, no. Uh, but I, I'm I'm joking, but I'm not joking. Like so I don't want it to be something where I'm like, well, now I have to take you to a therapist. Yeah, that, <laughs> you know what I mean. That that would become a nightmare for you. Yeah, yeah. If she's like, there's a man in the window. I'd be like, fuck, they have a window. Is there a man in the window? You know what I mean? Like, So she always says, I don't know, or I don't remember. It's just bad. I, you know, um, it's hard when they do. You know, the, the third time they wake you up in one night, you're like mad. You're mad because yeah. you're like so tired. Yeah. Um, but I still suffer from like, I had a terrible time falling asleep when I was a kid. And I remember it very vividly. I thought my own parents were going to kill me in my sleep. Uh, so whatever. Yeah. Uh, but I sympathize. So it's hard to, I, I'm not, I don't, I'm not, I don't act mad at her. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, you, I'm, I'm glad that yeah. would be a real misstep if you got it mad would. at her for having nightmares. I know. Um, so it's like, it's, it's tough. Um, I mean, I mean, my wife gets mad at me for her nightmares. <laughs> oh yeah oh my god we can't get into that we can't talk about that on this <laughs> i get in trouble for dreams all the time um but uh i don't get in bed with her she wants me to get in bed with her i don't do that i rub her back for a while until she falls asleep again because i don't want to set that precedent of like um every time you're upset i'll come sleep with you in your bed mm-hmm. i don't think that's that wouldn't have helped me when i was a kid i don't think no because no. the idea is like you need to realize like you're okay you can make yourself feel okay and you'll feel stronger and better about yourself if you can get through this that's a good piece of advice not just for goldie but for me <laughs> Like for if you're having like a like if you're constipated yeah like oh good yeah i am strong i can get through this i don't need help yeah <laughs> Oh yeah, I mean this week. Uh, this week was weird. I mean, it, uh, every week's weird. You're working a lot. I'm working a lot, so I. And you're stressed out at work. I'm stressed out at work. I didn't really even get to see my family this week. Wow. Like, my, I in the morning I would wake up and be with him, and like we would like dance around. I'd pretend to throw him and all that stuff, mm-hmm. like doing all those th- that stuff. Then I get home at like eleven. He's he's sound asleep. He's not still up at eleven. <laughs> he's not still up at eleven. And I, you know what? Aaron doesn't know this, but I put uppers in his, <laughs> in his, uh, his crib. But not enough. But not enough. Mm. Yeah, he just can't stay up. He's fighting it and stuff like that. Yeah. yeah. It's tough. So I don't really have it. My, how am I dadding this week? Terribly. Yeah. Because I'm being an absentee father. Right. But you can't, I mean, it's it's tough. That guilt is rough. It's it is. really hard. I mean, but, like, yeah, I want to. W- but here's, here's how to make you feel better. All right. When is your earliest real memory? Probably around four or five. And Nolan's too? Yeah. Fuck it. Yeah. 
I mean, yeah, yeah. But uh, you might have been raised by wolves by the time until you were four, and you would have no idea. I mean, I think I was raised by wolf men. Like, my, <laughs> it wouldn't surprise me if I found out my parents were both wolves. Yeah, I mean, they uh, they they try their best, right? Um, I feel like I was raised by uh, the three men and the baby and a baby dads because <laughs> I yeah. love the 80s aesthetic so much. Yeah. And I feel like that was implanted in me in an early age. And I did notice that uh, on your wedding night, Steve Gutenberg did kiss you on the cheek. So I <laughs> That's do, so crazy. I, I do kind of believe you when you say that. Uh, uh, well, yeah. You know, it's the stuff of it's th- this is what this podcast is about. You're working. You feel bad. I got nightmare situations. Uh, we're getting through it, but you know what? We're all getting through it together. Yeah. We got a great guest this week. We do. And I actually have one of my crazy intros. Oh, you got another good intro. Yeah. You know what? If you didn't write these intros, I got to be honest, no one would. I know. <laughs> that is true. And that is why I write them. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So let's, uh, let's, are you ready? Yeah. Okay. Take a sip of water. Okay. We don't have any. Oh, that's good. Or just lick your dry lips. Yeah. They're so dry. <laughs> Our guest this week is a former editor of The Onion. He was the head writer of At Midnight for many years, and he did all of that while being a dad. Unbelievable. So brave. Please welcome Joe Randazzo. Joe and I were talking about reading books uh, Mm -hmm. while we were getting coffee. Never heard of it. And Mm -hmm. Joe wrote a book. Yeah. You wrote a whole book. Yeah. And it's good. I read it. Oh, really? Yeah, Thank you. I read it. I think oh, I condemn did, it now. Did you write The Goldfinch? <laughs> no, I had I had a lot to do with it. <laughs> I was general, wondering some which... Some of the general ideas behind it. I was wondering which book you knew. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was the one that was trending on Twitter today. <laughs> was it? Why? Oh, the, the trailer for the movie came out today. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Even less literary. Okay. Like, you wrote a book. Tell us about it. First of all, what's it called? Uh, it's it's how to comedy. Funny right? on funny on purpose. Yeah. Funny on purpose. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, colon Middlesex. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it's like a it's a how, well I'm not gonna tell you about your own book. You fucking wrote the thing. Uh, it's a how to. Yeah. It's kind of like um, I don't know. The, uh, just read it. Is just it a, read the book right now. Is it a for dummies? <laughs> I feel like I have to defend its very premise because Why? Like, I don't think there should be any more stand-up comedians. And my book is is I thought encouraging it was more about people writing. It, it well, it's about kind of comedy in general. Okay, but basically, I was at the Onion and um, uh, through you were the, the, the head, edit, head editor, writer. Yeah. yeah, and through the agent, the, the literary agent there. Um, <clears throat> I, I wanted to pitch a book about like a fake. Uh, writing guide mm-hmm. yeah. that was more about like you know masturbating and all the really clever insights yeah. that yeah. I had the working six at home years jokes. ago. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm a different person now. <laughs> uh, and <clears throat> renounce everything I said at that time. But then um, you know I was just t- talking with the publishers and stuff, and they were like, "Well, maybe instead do a real one, but like have it cover you know all these different." Areas of comedy and just sort of like, They're like, what about the opposite of your idea? <laughs> and I, well, but I, but I came to become really interested in it because I thought about like all the different people I would get to interview mm-hmm. and sort of dive into like their processes, which is really uh, interesting to me and still is. Yeah, and is like a constant examination and uh, journey for myself of like yeah. what my process is. Um, and I, but I started writing it with this kind of like still kind of dickish tone. 
mm-hmm. of like, uh, you know, like it socks and yeah. it's like, okay, Clap. go ahead if you want seven tips, you know, mm-hmm. here they are. But I just kind of found in writing it that I was like, oh, I would have liked to have access to something like this at some point, even though I would have been embarrassed to buy it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and, and, and like the, the more I was sort of uh, going through the, the pains and misery of like pursuing a creative career, the more I came to be sympathetic with the like hypothetical reader. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I should be nice in this book because like there's so much stacked against people yeah. <laughs> to, to try to do this because it's an insane thing to do. Right. And there's no roadmap. And there's no roadmap and it's it's like you you know, it, it binds your entire uh self-worth with your own talent with mm-hmm. your own economic, you know, viability and that's just like God, when you put it like that, I'm to... like why did I do this? <laughs> well, yeah, in no. retrospect it never makes sense unless right. you're unless you are successful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it, it's a it is a thing where like I, if I had the ability to time travel I would go back and be like, don't drop out of college freshman year because mm-hmm. comedy was not really the answer. I mean, like you will have you will have highs, but they're not insane highs. And you will have lows, and those are so insane. <laughs> uh, the I, I do I'm not saying this just because you're in front of me. It's a really great book, and it's really uh, it while you read, you know how like you're not supposed to see the strings of when somebody does something well, like Michael Jordan. You don't, you're not supposed to Except see all the marionettes. Except you're supposed marionettes. to if see you're really the good at that. Yeah, the strings. The strings are important. But the uh, with you, it's like I'm reading it and I'm like thinking about how because it's such a hard thing to write about. It's such, mm. writing about writing is like so hard to do. And um, Stephen King's done it. (laughs) (laughs) And you're the other one. Yeah. It's been been the two of us. But you're just, it's just really enjoyable and clear and articulate and funny. And it's like, oh, I couldn't do this. You you know, when you like, as you're in a, you get older, because when you're young, you think you can do anything pretty much. Yeah. Then you get older and you're like, oh, I definitely can't do this. Well, you know, that guy's way smarter than me. Oh, just that impulse of being like, or or, or trying to remember that feeling Mm -hmm. of, of, of being like, consequences uh, you know yeah. like where you're just like i'm just gonna go out and do it because there's no one to tell me that i should not right and then you know it's like a- after experience and people telling you you should not or you know being rejected so many times and, mm-hmm. and then starting to kind of be a little more conservative in your approach or this is how i am of like let's be strategic about my yeah. career and, and all that stuff of like Oh, I used to just dive into stuff mm-hmm. with what what is probably arrogance, mm-hmm. but is also just a kind of cur- arrogance a and courage ignorance. and yeah. ignorance. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I I would say like in the the scenarios in which I've been the most over my head, in over my head at jobs, it was a complete ignorance. Going like I'll learn on the job mm-hmm. and like. Most places don't have a learning curve. <laughs> like, no. So you are just... They're paying you. Yeah. They don't care about your personal growth. <laughs> yeah, at all. So, like, ultimately, I just start to swim because nobody tells a cum joke like the Yokon <laughs> man. Uh, so that leads into parenting a little bit. Are you going to... Are you already planting seeds for, like, courage in your kids to try things and without, like... Um, like negative thoughts and all that kind of stuff. Are you conscious of of your language around that? And stuff yeah, like that? I mean, I think 
I don't know if it's as uh, pointed as like trying to instill courage, but I don't know. I guess specifically when I see my kids reacting in ways and and sort of getting into this internal thought process that I recognize in myself that I know to be destructive, Mm -hmm. I try to at least like... As a heroin addict. As a heroin addict, (laughs) as a cocaine addict, (laughs) as a sex addict, Mm -hmm. and as a podcast addict. It's so hard to make all of those work together. (laughs) But yet, there is enough time in the day. Yeah. Uh, How old are your kids? I have a two-year-old, a four-year-old, and a 10-year-old. And they're all about to turn three, five, and 11. Wow. Hit me. (laughs) Almost soon. And soon in August. Yeah, wow. That's So three kids. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Do you know people with more kids than that? Uh, <laughs> yeah, but they're they're all dead. They're all from fiction. Yeah, and they're all from and the a reality show. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, so what is this? Really. What is this internal uh, destructive thought process you're talking about? Oh, just sort of like like I see one of my 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 oldest son, um, my older son, and my oldest uh, just gets really down on himself for making a mistake. Oh man, you know, and mm-hmm. like. Um, uh, and sometimes even an, an accident, like something that's not even him being wrong or having done something incorrectly, but having made an accident. And I, I mean, I, I still try to punch myself in the face if I get a parking ticket. So right. I, I know, you know, how it feels, but I just sort of like, it's interesting to to see, to see to look at my son do that and just have it sort of be reflected right back at me and then have these like ancient feelings. Yeah course through me and and like in a, in a really visceral way where it's like oh i i know what that is yeah and i want to try to not dissuade him from it but sort of like break it down in front of him a little bit or challenge it or just sort of like bring it to the fore you, you know you know what i do wrong and i i need to be better at it is um i'll minimize it because I don't like it. Mm. So if I see my kid do something that I know I do or that I think that I'm like, I know what's going on right now, I'll try to be like, it's fine, don't worry about it. When right. in fact, I should be like, let's talk about what's really going on here. Yeah. Yeah, here, and I'm the exact opposite because I feel like you guys are very cerebral. I'm a big dumb oaf. So what <laughs> I've instilled in my child uh-huh. is when he like, we have this whole thing, he'll drop things mm-hmm. and he just goes, Oh no! And it doesn't fix it, and that's exactly <laughs> what I did. <laughs> and it's gonna be great because some lady's gonna come and hate him for the rest of his life. Yeah, yeah. that's fine. Just like uh, what happened with me. But they each need they each need different like deflections. They have different styles that you have to try to to manipulate. Mm-hmm. You know, <clears throat> that, are, are your kids so three kids? Uh, how similar are they? Like. Or, uh, they're they all see- pretty different. Mm-hmm. They're all really different. And well, they have the- three different dads, right? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but they're my babies. I love them as much as a normal kid or a pet, like That's a really so loyal brave. pet. That's so brave. That's so brave. Yeah, uh, I don't have a choice legally. <laughs> but there, um, there's a big age gap between the oldest and the mm-hmm. next one, and then the four year old and two year old are really tight mm-hmm. and like fucking pound on each other. But there's a size. And intellect gap, yeah, yeah, big time, considerable. That's ideally kind of tough, (laughs) kind of tough to bridge. Uh, So he can't kick his ass, Mm -hmm. and if he if he does anything close to kicking his ass, like I'm gonna be really mad, right? But so, and he's in this shitty position, my oldest one, where he's like, I'm not a teenager yet. 
but I'm starting to feel like I should fucking have some independence. Mm-hmm. And these little shits get away with like everything, and yeah. there's nothing I can do about it. Yeah, mm-hmm. I have a six year difference with my brother, uh, and for like the first. 10 years it was very very hard because I was like oh I was like you're the baby for 6 years yeah. and then a new guy shows up mm-hmm. and he's getting all the attention then how that manifested and in high school I just started kicking the living shit out of it <laughs> and like torturing him to the point where for like 5 years in his 20s he worked out every day got super muscular oh. and then fought me <laughs> It was all building up to a fight. It was all building up to a fight, and there was nothing I could do. And he's holding my arm back, and he's like, there's nothing you could do to get out of this. And I'm like, you're right. (laughs) But I definitely won the war. (laughs) You never told me that. Yeah, it was really, it was wild. That's hilarious. He was so drunk, and my mom was like, Kevin, stop. Kevin, stop. You're hurting him. And then he's like, just say... Just say you're sorry for all those years. And I was like, never. Uh, you yeah. could break my fucking arm. <laughs> yeah. You That's still crazy. refused? I still Did refused. he demand an apology? He demanded an apology. My my littlest, bro, I have two younger brothers. You should, you should have been like, I'm supposed to apologize to you for making you so strong. That's <laughs> yeah, what I'm supposed to apologize. Ask if he's still fit. Is he, has he no, he's it kind up? of, after that, he's kind of like just getting like beer weight. And yeah. like, he's like, know. well, that didn't work. <laughs> Revenge is ultimately empty. That's amazing. Is the lesson. That's the problem. Is yeah, you don't feel better. You never feel better. I feel great. <laughs> you haven't changched a thing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's the same old Sean I've always been. <laughs> Your oldest uh, was the one that just entertained uh, my daughter at the school, the fair thing. Wasn't he a president? He was John F. Kennedy. He was John F. Kennedy. Yeah. Did he do the voice? He didn't. Ah, we he talked that's about where, it a little bit. I boo the kid who doesn't <laughs> do the voice. Isn't it cult- I want an era. Isn't like, it cultural appropriation to do a Boston accent? Yeah. <laughs> uh, but he did a great job. He knew his lines. Knew I some thought facts. it was great. Yeah. My favorite thing out of so basically, not they, bad for a man with only half a brain. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> is, did he say stuff like that? Too soon. No. no, he doesn't know about that. Uh, oh, <laughs> he doesn't. He didn't know what happened. Yeah, that's amazing. <laughs> Nature part of the character after the election, uh, <laughs> and yeah, he. Th- so they had this. Uh, fair, I'll do this real quick. They d- they're like wax figures, right? They're yeah, like living wax figures. So yeah. they it, you press their hand, and they're dressed up as the uh, historical figure. And then they're like, "My name is George Taft. I was president from yada yada yada. I grew up in whatever." Mm-hmm. And they remember they memorize these scripts, and it's great. I mean, mm-hmm. it's so funny. And you can ask them questions like too, and really test. Oh, them. really? Yeah, most of them did try to learn a little bit extra too. My favorite. thing thing i had two favorite things from this from uh cormac right Mm -hmm. he was when he goes uh you may know me at or what is it you may know me best as president of the united states (laughs) (laughs) that's really great well he's also Uh, an accomplished author and a navy well i got into a talk with other parents afterwards and i was like if anyone is known for more shit other than being president it's john f kennedy so that's actually a a hilarious uh, line there this is a question how Mm. do you feed an 11 a 4 and a 2 because are they eating the same thing at dinner? Are you like, no, you're all eating this. That's how it works. Yeah, or, pretty you know, much. Does it help to have an like an older kid eating it and then the other younger kids are like, I guess I'll eat it? They all kind of go through their different picky state. It's like <clears throat> – 
you could sort of like uh, give yourself ulcers, and my wife probably does. Mm-hmm. Maybe maybe I'm maybe I'm just You're like, maybe I'm just a attention. bad parent, <laughs> <laughs> worrying about who's eating what at what time and whatever. But like, I feel like it generally evens out, and mm-hmm. you just have to sort of not give them any other options because I think that's right. where I'm. It's too weak. many options. That's one of my issues we were talking about last week, where I'm like, I have, I wish I, I need to like get more firm and. Fewer options, more firm, no negotiation. That yeah, kind of I've tried. I've, I've been trying to implement a zero tolerance policy yes. about the like five or six hardcore rules. You yeah. know, like and zero I've, tolerance I, is where you put them in a cage. <laughs> it's it, it's almost like that. Where I now just I just drop everything and walk away. I'm like I'm not going to play. Basically, I'm not going to negotiate with a terrorist. Yeah, exactly. You know, and I say that all the time. And, my, and Meg, my fiance, she always goes, "My dad always used to say that." And I'm like, "Well, I'm saying yeah, it well, too." Well, I'm a dad. <laughs> yeah. And dads hate terrorists. <laughs> we do <laughs> for good reason. But it's too my dad easy has a terrorist like... hunting license. He got after 9/11. Yeah. Oh, really? It was a bumper sticker he put on his truck. Oh. <laughs> my dad is. <laughs> A conservative. <laughs> <laughs> you uh, have I loved that joke so much. His nine eleven joke is probably one of the best jokes ever. Oh, it's yeah. great. It was, I'll tell it. Tell it. <laughs> no, it was just about how my dad, right after nine eleven, he changed his wardrobe to just be nothing but shirts with American flags on them. Uh. Uh, and it made me feel like I lost my dad on nine <laughs> 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 eleven. Uh, okay. What were we talking? Oh, no, zero, zero tolerance. Zero walk away. Tolerance. I think walking away from your children constantly is a really good approach. Yeah, I mean, it's like even though I think um, our generation of parents are reacting to the like helicopter generation of like, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to be a helicopter parent. Right. Maybe, maybe. You're I thought not. we were that generation. Are I, we not? I think a, a little bit younger than us were raised by a helicopter parents are i don't think we're helicopter yeah like i think it kind of goes like the baby like our parents are like firm baby boomers Mm -hmm. yes and they are trying to make up for their parents like ignoring them and going to bars and stuff like that so they're (laughs) putting them in factories so like it's it's very strange because on the high end of baby boomers like they they fuck people up but then on like not high end but like the older baby premium boomers yeah but the young boomers which i think is what like my mom falls into Mm -hmm. she is 100% responsible for, like, participation trophies and being a helicopter oh, parent okay. and stuff like that, and so fucking annoying. Right. Uh, because you turn out like this, where now I just need attention <laughs> right. all the time, which isn't helpful. Right. Like, if if I had a parent that was older than me, who, like, like older than older my than parents, mom, yeah. like, and, like, they ignored me, mm-hmm. I still would have needed that attention, but I would have also been, like... I don't uh, tethered to the world. Yeah, I probably would have done like porn in the seventies in New York. Like, I, I would have been the worst one at it. <laughs> I don't know. I think you. I would have checked it out if yeah. I saw your yeah. face on the marquee. Oh man, they're making another it, Harry uh, and the Henderson porn parody. An, an if, it, if it makes you feel better, you look like you do porn in the seventies. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, well, I I think even even though we do, or I feel like. Try to try to uh, react to that and be like, we're gonna be. I'm gonna be more like a French parent, you know, like let my kid wander around a beer garden for four hours. Yeah, whatever. That you still, on a micro scale, every day have to fight like four thousand battles. Yes, and 
th- it's it's really a war of attrition. Mm-hmm. I don't usually talk in such martial terms. <laughs> but, but there's no other way to yeah. do it. But if you're just being constantly being hounded about stuff and you want to minimize everyone's pain in the moment, yeah. you tend to look for options. Like, right. what about this? What about this? And then you're Then trapped. you go fucking crazy. That's and, what I'm talking about And with you will never win the you negotiation won't. because they're shady. They lie. <laughs> they you don't no fully grasp logic, but they do understand dynamics yeah. and psychology. And all they know is that they can do things that have an effect on you. And usually nagging works with me. Like, that's usually the thing that I yeah, just, just will won't eventually yeah. give into. And here's, here's what ha- I had the... Not uh, disturbing is the wrong word, but I had the sobering, that's the perfect word for it, the sobering realization that to be a good father at least, and mother I'm sure, a lot of the same qualities as being a good leader, which I think are, and I've I've never considered myself a leader. Yeah, I wouldn't consider you a leader. Let's see. Well, I'll see. Um, Withhold judgment. But having known leaders like uh, like my friend Justin Hagen in, in middle school, that kid, I mean, man, was he popular. Yeah. But you make... You make a tough decision. You do it quickly and firmly, and stick to it. And if people get if their feelings hurt, you you have to realize that them knowing that you are giving them a clear path is more important in the long run than their hurt feelings in the moment. Mm-hmm. And it's really hard to stick to that because they're your kids and you love them too much. It's almost like harder. It's like not fair mm-hmm. that you love your kids so much. Yeah. You're like, I wish I almost mm-hmm. didn't love you this much. I could raise you better. Yeah. Um. And like. So that's what I realize I have to do, and I'm, I, it's tough. It's yeah. really hard. No, it, it, what, you, what you are saying is kind of just like it's kind of your home, like your whole, if you're looking at like your kid's entire life, yeah. you're thinking locally, acting uh, globally. Is yeah, like lo- locally yeah. is their feelings right now. Globally is is their feelings at large. Right, right. And that's I think that's that's smart. That's a smart way it's, to go about it's it. It's ideal. It's just hard because yeah. of the war of attrition, like you're saying. Where yeah. it's like in the moment you just want to be like, fine, fuck it, watch Bubble Guppies for two uh, yeah. hours. Yeah. And there are so many ways to be entertained or to um or to waste time mm-hmm. that you know there is kind of and I see it and and and. We 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 try to um, to not rely on it too much, but like where the, uh, my kids are like never bored, right? And it's not bad to be I bored, was bored all the time once in a while, you a know? Kid. Yeah. And they have a cool house that they can run around, and there's a fucking hill, and we put up a. Oh, so your this... wife's dad has money, huh? <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, <laughs> the re- retired Episcopal priest. It just was <laughs> built on a hill, which is why we got the. Uh, but there's plenty of shit for them to do. There's right. a dog, and we're just like, go outside and play. But they're not going to do that. They're going to look for whatever is going to get them what they want, mm-hmm. the stimulus that they need in that in that moment. But So I've been making them draw. Like I bought them all their own notebooks because mm-hmm. everybody needs to have their own fucking shit too, you know? <laughs> uh, and try to like at least channel into that when there's like nothing else for them to do. Like, oh, go draw some monsters in your mm-hmm. in your notebook. But- it is like I don't know. It's it's uh it's really hard to to make those firm decisions and but you know we we well, did get a puppy recently and we have a do you recommend a, it? I don't know because there's been many that's, times that's where, the conversation in our house right now where I've I've you know want like wanted to just destroy the dog or right. have it killed or kill it myself mm-hmm. or whatever is easy whatever's most satisfying <laughs> yeah. i love that dog so much but we have a dog trainer who's come for a few sessions and then you got to do your 
your thing with, mm-hmm. you know, practice with them. And I have found like a lot of uh, like good advice in dog training or like par- oh, yeah. parallel lessons in, the, yeah. in just the sort of like the firm simplicity of making structure and boundaries and then like sticking to them and repeating it over and over again, yeah. even when they don't listen and having patience because the dog can't talk. Right. Try to talk its way out of it. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's like, oh, dog training is actually really helpful for kid training as well. That is a good lesson, though. Kids are exactly like dogs. So if you have a dog and you're liking it, have a kid. <laughs> <laughs> Who just got in trouble for comparing women to dogs? Uh, I don't know. Adam Carolla, maybe? No, no it was an old actor or something. And he was like, women are like dogs. You got to, you know, uh, keep them happy by doing this or that. And it was like this big thing on Twitter. Just let the old guys... Yeah. I know. They're all going to die. Stuff. Let them say the Sean things. Sean Connery. Been... <laughs> oh, He's course. been retired. Let him talk. I know. Don't uh, uh, do, Or don't let him talk. This is where I stand on issues. I don't. I sit down. I uh, <laughs> say things, and it was a clear joke, and I don't mean anything. The, uh, the hardest part for me with this subject, and then we can move on to a fun game, yeah. is when I don't, I can't, I don't care one way or the other, mm-hmm. but you still have to be resolute right. in the moment about something. You're like, I don't give a fuck, yeah. you know? But if you if you hem and haw, even even when you don't care, then they're like, oh, you don't, you're waffling. There's, There's room weakness. For, yeah. There's room for, for something here, yeah. you know? And it's like, it's, it's really hard to pick like red or blue when you don't give a shit about red or blue, you know? <laughs> yeah. But you have to be like, red, because, <laughs> <laughs> shut <Yeah>. up. <laughs> You know, it's just hard. But anyway. It's all hard. But you know what? You know what's not hard? Go into commercial right now. All right. We'll be right back. All right. We are. Oh. All right. We are. (laughs) Take it down. Take it down a notch. And we're back on your two dads. Just a little more energy. Yeah, we're back on your. No, no. In the middle. Split them. Okay. Your two Dads are back. <laughs> See, just something nice and natural like yeah. that. I don't know why that's so hard for you. It's time for Dad Kid Playlist. Dad Kid Playlist. Dad Kid Playlist. It's a working title. <laughs> uh, listening to music in the car, listening to music at home, it's something you will find that you do a lot with your kids. Yeah. But what do you listen to? Because it's like you don't want to li- – You know, I feel like there was a time when – you know, it was like everyone was letting their kids listen to the Wiggles and like you know kid music. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't understand this gener- generation that allowed that to happen. My thing is like you're listening. We're listening to Prince like normal people. Yeah. You know, and if it's about sex, you're learning about sex. I'm a little diff. I'm a little diff on this. Uh, mostly because Coco Melon is my friend. I like Coco Melon. Uh, we uh, in the Brendan Walsh episode we did talk about how hot the Coco Melon mom is. You guys is. had Brendan Walsh before me. Well, uh, he, he was very available. <laughs> he was also camping outside the building. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, uh, what's Coco Melon? Coco Melon is a YouTube company that make these like super janky animated videos of kids songs. But it focuses on a family <laughs> of a mom, a dad, JJ, and an uh, uh, older boy and an uh, older sister. And uh, the mom is so hot. But the songs... <laughs> The songs are all so weird, but they're great because they're like classics, but they're spins on classics. Mm-hmm. So they don't have to pay royalties. Exactly. <laughs> and the, but there's this one song that I really, it drives me nuts and like it's in my head all day. Like, Sing it. I have like an hour commute to work and all day long I'm like playing anything to get it out of my head and it's just uh, JJ, JJ, yes, 
Papa, are you eating sugar? Yes. No. Papa, show me your mouth. Show me your mouth. I've and seen he, that. And then he has sugar cubes in his mouth. I'm like, what the fuck is this song? Who leaves sugar cubes out with a little kid? I just yeah. don't know. Like, it, the... It was animated this year. Oh, like man. they get his sugar cubes in his mouth, like he's in the depression. <laughs> he did the family's sugar cubes. Uh, I, I did see that. Yeah, it's real good. Is it, is it Indian or Pakistani I, or something? I, I googled it because I thought it had to be foreign. No, they have like a base in like uh, the Bay Area. You know, sometimes you, you're like, "What the fuck is wrong with these people?" And then it's it's Canada. Oh, yeah. Where you're like, something's a little off. Yeah. It's oh, my Canada. God. I own a Canadian kids movie on DVD called Vampire Dog starring Norm <laughs> MacDonald. And it's <laughs> real fucking weird. <laughs> okay. So uh, I just wanted to know what you listen to with your kids and what if you have any like, uh, you know, little soft spot tracks that remind you of them when they were uh, before they turned into monsters or whatever. Oh, yeah. Um, well, it's all transformation it is. into monster. It's like a long, slow. Uh, so do you, who wants to go first with it? Cause we're going to make a playlist right now and yeah. then we're going to put it on Spotify. And if you're listening, you can check it out and listen to it with your kids. Okay. So now I'll go first. I'll go first. Okay. I'll, I could do that. All right. All right. Number one, uh, it's a, it's my son. Nolan's favorite song. He loves I'm still standing by Elton John. <laughs> he loves it so much. I think it's because of the movie sing Yeah, where the gorilla. Oh, it's not because he saw Elton John in concert in 1972. <laughs> no, <laughs> but it also like when he wasn't so verbal, like the part where it's like I'm still standing yeah 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 he would say yeah 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 so we're like oh this is great we love this song and he does it to this day so we love that song that's a good one Capacity by Charlie Bliss because you know what he's fucking woke he's into like the new pop punk world of uh, Nolan you mean because a lot of people might not know that Charlie Bliss is not a dude named Charlie Bliss no it's a it's a it's a it's a it's like I think it's like kind of a family band fronted by a female. Mm-hmm. Uh, they rule their new album so good. Charlie Bliss, Capacity. He loves it every time he plays. He gives it some claps. Aww. Come on, the the lyrics are all about a woman going through therapy for the first time. <laughs> <laughs> so it's relatable. Yeah, it's relatable. Uh, Poe Buddy's Nerfic. Next song. This is a song about Elmo by Adam Sandler. If you've never what's that seen song it, about? It's, <laughs> uh, it's about Elmo. Okay, it's about Elmo. It's from Sesame Street. It's Fantastic. A great song. Okay. Uh, honestly, uh, if you have a kid, they'll love it. It's great. S- the Sandman delivers. Mm. Uh, Sing to the Bottom by Fountains of Wayne. I don't know how he got into this song, but Yeah, how did he find that it. song? Because uh, I think we created a playlist of songs that might sound good to children that mm-hmm. we like, and he really responded to only that Fountains of Wayne song. And I was like, oh, he likes Founds of Wayne. Maybe he'll like Weezer. He hates Weezer oh. so much. <laughs> and then the last song uh, is perfect because it's 20 seconds long, and that's the Recycle song from Peppa Pig. Oh. <laughs> it's great. How does it go? Recycle, recycle, we're going to recycle. Tin cans, <laughs> bottles, newspaper. That's it. It's <laughs> pretty great. good. That's great. Uh, love Peppa Pig. We've already talked at length about Peppa, Peppa Pig, Pig, so we, we won't do that really, again. We but. haven't we haven't had Peppa Pig. 
you no. hasn't ha- hasn't come into our lives at all. You dodged a hog shaped bullet, my friend. Yeah. Uh, mine are I. Oh, okay. Uh, Always by Erasure, which uh, is an anthem-type song. And you're, um, just to make sure, your kids, they're both 25 gay and living in the 1980s? Yes. Okay. Uh, (laughs) They are dabbling in math, but I think it's going to be okay. Great song, though. I do love that song. And I think I loved that song as a kid. Like, it got some MTV play. Erasure, uh, great band. Live in harmony, harmony, harmony. I love that... uh, before Erasure, Vincent Clark was in Yaz, and Allison Moyette was the singer, and then he gets a male singer for his new band Erasure that sounds exactly like Allison yeah. Moyette. And I bet the guy was like, did you just pick me because I sound like Allison Moyette? And he was probably like, no, no. put this wig on. Yeah, I, no, I just picked you because I didn't want to be in a band named after birth control. <laughs> uh, song, track two, Back in Black by ACDC. Mm. Lulu uh, loses her, has lost her shit since she was a baby to this song. And still loves it, and um, got Goldie into it, and Goldie loves it now. So the younger one got the older one into it, cool. and they love Back in Black, and they don't know the words, but no one does, so yeah. it works out. They're like I, Back in Black, I promise I'm going to be to be back. You know? yeah. yeah, I think I would throw a fit if Nolan wanted me to play that song. Why? I hate music like that. I hate I'm not I don't yeah. we don't well we uh, we avoid it at all costs, but they love it. It's weird that you're all like I like erasure and cock rock. Well this isn't my choice. This is Lulu. Okay, okay. Lulu I think it's easy. Rock. I think a, a like a how would you even call that kind of music? It's not hard rock. I don't know. Yeah. A big kind of hard rock and it I, is hard. I, I think it's the definition of hard rock. Yeah. Kid yeah. To, okay. Yeah. I think but it, it's easy for a kid to like. We're not going to take it. Yeah. I mean, as a, as a kid, I yeah. did love that song. <clears throat> I, yeah. I, ACDC is cock rock, is it not? Yeah. It's yeah. cock rock, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Never gonna give you up by Rick Astley. Very they cool. love that one. They ask for it by name. It's a good song. Yeah, it's great. I love that song. So um, they're just Rick rolling you twenty four seven. I don't you know can't if I Rick could roll, look like that. You can't Rick roll me if I want it, baby. Can't Rick roll a Rick roller. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I want to dance with somebody by Whitney Houston. Never mm. heard that song. Amazing really? synth work oh, in that song. I've definitely heard that song. That song's amazing. I'm from New Jersey. The fucking synth in that song <laughs> is unreal. And then uh, Sugar Sugar by the Archies. Mm. Oh, that's a great song. Oh, Love honey, it. honey, uh, 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 yeah. Uh, uh, that Goldie loves that one, and she she um, the Archies were that's where yeah. that was their theme song. Yeah, and they, a fake uh, band, a fake band, uh, and they the I think animation it's the of them. Crew. No, no, it wasn't. I it's a, another band that did a bunch of songs for other people, but it, not the Wrecking. Crew. I think it's the Wrecking Crew because they mentioned that in the Wrecking Crew documentary. No, but they were wrong. So, uh, <laughs> I, you know, I'm tired of them not fact checking these documentaries I watch. Here I, mean, I go. Have you seen that Michael Jackson one? That's huh? a complete hit job on him. I know. Rest in peace, King. <laughs> <laughs> uh. But Sugar Sugar, what was I gonna say? Oh, the cartoon. The 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 dance they do in the video is very cute. Uh, that the Archies do, mm. and Goldie learned how to do the dance, and it's it's adorable. I love it. So those are the, those are my tracks. That's Go a ahead. good play. This is gonna be a good playlist. Yeah, yeah. Be fine. Go ahead, Joe. I, uh, they have been exposed to a lot of uh, <clears throat> songs and artists through Sing and the soundtrack to Sing. Mm-hmm. The the Sing soundtracks, I think, very good. It is, yeah. And That's I great. and like that that uh, that Elton John song, 
uh, we listened to a lot, and I and then like separately in the car alone, I like would learn the lyrics and keep like <laughs> pausing and rewinding to yeah. get it right, <laughs> and like. But it, it seems like you can sing it, but you can't, or I can't. I oh can't, yeah, I, I have can't zero really vocal ability. Um, but you know who's I, good is uh, Elton John, though. That guy can sing. Looking like a true survivor, <laughs> feeling like a little kid. And then I always add a little uh, uh, in there when I'm jamming in the car. Yeah. Yeah. I still haven't learned all the lyrics though. It's this has been six months. Um, I had you know I I thought of some classics and then just the ones that are on repeat uh, over the past couple months. Okay, I love L.A. is um, Randy Newman. Is Randy Newman. Well, that song is uh, besides being a great song. Uh, that can teach your kids a little something about satirical songwriting if they're mm-hmm. interested in it. We we moved from uh, the East Coast to L.A. In, like five years ago, and we drove across the country, and we would play that song whenever we crossed a state line because we were getting closer and closer oh, to yeah. L.A. That's a fun game. And we didn't get that sick of it either. It's like, And so every once in a while, we'll turn it on in the car, and people will have a good memory. That's we nice. love it! Yeah, yeah, that's great. No. Fifth Street. No, he says Sixth Street. Damn it, I fucked it up. Oh man, uh, on Good the old ro- Sixth Street, in Los Angeles. <laughs> yeah, one of the <laughs> most famous streets on <laughs> Victory Boulevard. Uh, on the road again, Willie Nelson. Mm-hmm. That's just, a good classic. One. Just throw that on any time in the car, and it kind of resets. Mm-hmm. Everybody kind of resets because they all know it's True North. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and it's like, oh, we're gonna sing along to On the Road Again now. Yeah. Your and feelings then, don't matter. We're fucking singing right now. <laughs> yeah. Um, so you're like uh, you're like uh, the Jack Joe Jackson. I am a lot like Joe Jackson. <laughs> yeah, I get that comparison a lot. Right now, that song "Sunflower" from Into the Spider Verse, the uh, Post Malone. Oh yeah, so it's the theme song, right? Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. like the the big song. That's from a it. great. That's a great song. You the, should see that movie. It's really. I know. Good. I really want to watch it. They're too young for so that movie. Good. I think. Right? Aren't they? A My two year old watches it and loves it. Actually, I mean, Nolan probably... watched it and loved it. Who did? Nolan at home. But I mean, two is so young that they. I mean, I don't know. Is it... It's so trippy, man. The color scheme, man. When, when they're two, they don't follow story anyway. So it's like if it looks fun. They have fun, but once they're like five, they want to like understand it. And is it too hard to understand? For Are you saying your kid's better than mine? <laughs> <laughs> I want him dead. I want his family dead. <laughs> this is a kill. This is a kill. That's another. That's a gr- great quote from Gangs of New York that no one ever knows or cares about, and yet I continue to say it. All the I don't time. think anybody watched that whole movie. Uh, <laughs> I watched it again recently. I watched... It's not good. Okay. Uh, what so else? this Sunflower song, I gotta check it out. But it's yeah. Post Malone, and I'm not supposed to like that guy, right? No, you. he's great. He's oh, fine. Okay. I don't know. All right. And then another one that's on high rotation is Party in the CIA by Weird Al. It's a spoof of Party in the USA. Oh, so it's, it's like my... a new Weird Al. It's newer. Newish, yeah. 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 Uh, but it's after hearing it like 30 times... <laughs> mm-hmm. I was like, oh, this song is really subversive for Weird Al. It's like it has a lot of political commentary. Because yeah. he kind of doesn't really – he just mostly most talks about eating food, food and yeah. What's the what? – what is the party in the CIA angle? What is – why is it funny? Uh, because it's just talking <laughs> – They don't party for one? <laughs> it's, kind of, it's kind of like talking about uh, like getting a perspective. You're, you're trying to get a perspective CIA agent – and he is uh, talking about how great 
it is in the CIA. Like it's a part oh, of the okay. CIA. Oh, okay. Are fine. they talking about like overthrowing government? Yeah, and stuff? yeah. Oh, Coup attempts and uh, waterboarding, waterboarding oh. and, and all that stuff. Cool. So the kids love it, and uh, and then downtown by Petula Clark. Mm-hmm. Yes, great song. That one just kind of downtown. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They'll just yell out downtown Petula Clark. <laughs> <laughs> My son Gus has very specific tastes. Like he got yeah. really into. Oh, I remember what it was. He saw a talent show, <laughs> a grade school talent show. My older son, and there was a fifth grader. This was last year who sang. Um, Once I was seven years old, my father uh, told me you gotta yeah. get yourself some friends or you'll be lonely. That song. I don't know yeah. that song. It's by like Lucas Graham or something. No, it's a uh, Lucas Graham did a version of it, but it's it's written by someone else. I can't remember. Is it because, a country song? No, oh. and the guy hasn't done any. Sam Rollins is his name. Whatever. So this girl, this fifth grader, sang it, and Gus, who was three, got the hots for her, and like kept moving closer and closer to her, and was mm-hmm. trying to touch her, and was asking if he could sleep at her house. That's that Sicilian like blood. That. <laughs> <laughs> so then he got really into once I was seven years old, Sam Rollins. He just like would yell out these press. <laughs> and then he also got the hots for Lana Del Rey. Yeah. And, well, I mean, and she, yeah, she's so horny. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like you listen to that. Uh boners be bopping. Right. He's he was very had similar like questions about like where does she live? Can I sleep at her house? Like, stuff like that. There's something just in his eyes. I love I, it. That's pretty great, and, though, when you have a crush going, like, can I sleep at <laughs> your house? <laughs> Nothing's going to happen. Oh, that's great. Uh, I love it. That's awesome. But I want to give some honorable mentions because um, my mm-hmm. Meg will kill me if I don't mention this. Uh, Lulu also loves... Uh, um, what difference? No. A Smith song, um, typical me. Oh, I started something. I I started something. I started something. Yeah, and she, she likes it because of Morrissey's like uh, his message po- nowadays, yeah, his, his political her, views. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, she thought typical me, typical me, typical me was come tickle me, come tickle me, come Aww. tickle me. So that's cute. Yeah, not for Morrissey back then. <laughs> he was famously asexual. Uh, <laughs> you're like you're like an anti-fun <laughs> pop-up video. <laughs> uh, well, that concludes that playlist. You could check it out on Spotify. Yeah. Maybe I don't. Yeah, let's put it up there. Yeah, if if you know how to make playlists, make that one. <laughs> Credit us. Uh, <laughs> Which brings us to our We're missing a lot of infrastructure on this show. Oh, <laughs> uh, we have one more game. We gotta be done, right? We have one more game. Oh yay! We have one more game, and this is a new game that we're playing on the show called How Old in this game. How <laughs> it's not really a game. It's not really what a game. Is, what it's a parts se- of the title? It's how just called, uh, old? How old? Oh, how old? Okay. How, how old? How old? In this in this segment, we're going. I'm going to give a variety of like movies, uh, actual events in someone's life, and you as dads will answer how old you think the kid should be to. To, uh, to do to, th- to yeah. do these to or the to, yeah to, okay yeah I like that I already know my answer for every single one and okay sixty nine <laughs> oh sick oh sick brah all right verse one mm-hmm. tell them that Santa isn't real how old should the kid be when they find out Santa Claus is not real oh Santa Claus Santa Claus <laughs> okay I have to rethink uh, we had this 
we had this come up this last Christmas. He's 10. He's in fifth grade, and I don't think it should go beyond fifth grade. I was pretending I believed in Santa Claus for my parents in fifth grade. Yeah. I think I learned around seven or, or eight, but it was pretty traumatizing for me. It, and I wanted him to. I wanted him to enjoy his innocence because I see him careening toward adolescence. Yeah, but uh, it's starting to get a little embarrassing. But then he came to me and asked, and it kind of opened it up. Oh, so when he asked you, did did you have like some moral tear inside? I'd been thinking a lot about it because when my parents told me it was a similar situation, I heard from a fucking cousin or something, and then I was like, "Is this true?" Level yeah. with me, and they said it was true, and I flipped out, and I and I. And I yelled, this is a fa- you know, famous quote in my mythology. I yelled at them, you made a fool out of me. <laughs> and I was like, Cormac is so much like me in this way. He's such a sensitive little pr- intellectual prick that like he's going to, I know I have to handle this in the right way. And I knew that because I had younger siblings, like <clears throat> my parents were smart. They're like, no, get involved. Take bites out of the cookies. Right. Uh, sprinkle some ashes around. You can go upstairs and stop. Now you can fool them. And we immediately went to that for Cormac, and he was into it. But he had almost the exact same reaction as I did, mm. except he said, so you've been lying to me my whole life. Yeah, that was his. that's almost exactly the same. That's great. Yeah. But I don't think it should go. I, I would say fifth grade is the cutoff. And I'm surprised that a bunch of his friends still apparently do believe also yeah do you did you have to tell them like if your friends believe don't ruin it for them yeah 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 that that seems fair yeah yeah i think yeah I that think, sounds good to me i think I, 10 I'm 10 surpri- seems if, if it goes past 10 you're the 11 year old yeah almost teenager who believes in santa yeah you're, you're the school. only one crying at home alone <laughs> <laughs> you're like, they're like why and you're like oh uh that's um yeah, no, uh, not a knock on your kid, but I thought fifth grade was. But uh, but you're saying there's other kids. Well, it's weird, it sounds like it is a knock on my no, kid. No, it's not. Um, I was I, starting to feel embarrassed on his yeah, behalf. Yeah, and yeah. I knew. That's I think fifth grade I, is a good cutoff. That's a good answer. Okay, great. Thank okay, you. here's a, uh, another one. Uh, let them listen to two live crew or <laughs> <laughs> or some really uh, or really any super sexual rap group. I actually two, have a story about that. Two Live Crew, I heard Me So Horny when I was seven, and it did damage. <laughs> you never forget that song. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I... Oh, you were younger than I was. Yeah. I was in fifth grade, and I was like, my uh, my innocence is gone. Like, my, I can't tell my... I can't look my parents in the eye yeah. anymore. Yeah, no seven-year-old should ever have to hear sitting at home with my dick hard. <laughs> like, like, what is... I remember that? a lyric of a song that I never heard again. That's how... Uh, brutal that album is to a child yeah. is that I never heard this song again and I still remember this lyric. Face down, ass up, that's the way we like to no, fuck? No, oh. no, I listen to that all the time. <laughs> <laughs> that's no, how my um, child was conceived? <laughs> Those are our <laughs> wedding vows. <laughs> it's it's something like um, sit on my wait, uh, <laughs> oh, get on your knees and suck real hard till my dick gets as big as a St. Bernard. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they're they're so Awful. funny. I think there is value in. Well, yeah. I heard an interview. I think Terry Gross interviewed him actually. Ooh, Luther, in, yeah. Where in he his was defense, like, his dick did rescue people on sides of mountains. Yeah, it had Coco. one of those little brandy <laughs> barrels tied around it. He's he was saying that it was all satire and free speech, and it right. was just very interesting to hear his his side of it. Mm-hmm. I would say thirteen. I feel like once you hit thirteen, you are experiencing like explicit material mm-hmm. everywhere. Like the movies you want to see are 
that. Yeah. And, uh, and Do Live Crew is very funny. They're kind of the weird Al of rap. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Lonely Island. Do Live Crew did it. Yeah. But I like you too. I would say 12, 12 or 13. Depends on the kid a little bit. Yeah, once you're like, I know what sex is and I really want it, but I know I'm too young to have it, um, they, explicit lyrics are just like, you know. They're going to find them anyway. They're going to find them anyway. They may as well hear about it from you. <laughs> you know, yeah, that'd be you. great to listen to. Like, you're going to hear All this right, from down. your kid. You're, I want to be there when it happens. <laughs> yeah. So let's listen to two live crew together. <laughs> this is it, yeah, it is like with drinking. Yeah, you can drink. I just want to know where you are. I want to yeah. be there. You guys can watch porn, but I want to be there. I want to be, be there. I want to experience. I want to know what you're watching. <laughs> you're uh, going to try putting your finger in your own butt. I want to be there. I want to be there when it happens. And the last one, how old should your kids be when they drink alcohol? Mm. Well, the law is 21, correct? Yeah. So I don't know what there is to talk about. Thank you, Julia. Yeah. Well, you know what? I'm not a narc like (laughs) y'all. I think drinking? Yeah. I think weed, like 15, 16. Okay. Um, Because I don't think it's it's as, uh, I don't think it's addictive. Mm. And I think. You know, it'll be. And what am I experiencing? Yeah. <laughs> what, you don't why think am I fucking tapping my feet on? For <clears throat> those of you listening at home, which you probably are or in the car, Julian right now is wearing a tie dye shirt. <laughs> 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 yeah, yeah. <laughs> of course, I had two gay dads named Ben and Jerry. So they, no, um, I think 15, 16 for, for, I think alcohol is way more dangerous and destructive I than, agree with than that. weed. So I would, I would hope. Man, I mean, you can't. It's so hard to control it because they're gonna. Tr- that's the whole game. Here's my you know? feeling yeah. about alcohol, though. I noticed this. I think weed in your teenage years is so important because the people who like got into it in like their late twenties, it becomes their lifestyle choice. Yeah, uh, you got to knock that shit out. I early. feel. I feel that's the same way with like sex and all. Like basically every vice, if you get into it late in life. It becomes your personality, and it's weird and like gross. Yeah. So smoke weed in your teens, drink in your teens, and fuck in your teens. <laughs> <laughs> so that being good at sex does not become part of your personality. Yeah, God, who, yeah. nobody wants to be that guy. <laughs> Guys, I'm a prude. I'm a prude. I'm a prude narc. You are a prude, dude. You used to get so mad at me for having sex. Oh, oh my man. god. He was like true? he was like an old yeah. yeah, he was like a fucking school mom okay, about it. Okay, well, I can explain that. Uh I would be bringing a girl out and Julie would have sex. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah, I'm like stop Classic prude. <laughs> stop sourcing me all these women. Uh I kind of weirdly feel even though I am an alcoholic who had to give up drinking years ago and feel that it's yeah like it's like to even think of uh when i was drinking feels so dark yeah in a weird way but i know that's but i still feel somehow that and i currently do smoke marijuana Mm -hmm. daily okay okay? all right sometimes it depends on the anxiety levels and what kind of deals they're having on og kush Mm -hmm. but i i don't even like og kush that much. I don't even I know like what you're talking about. Skywalker. Okay. Uh, I feel like somehow socializing a, a kid to drinking it's seems kind of important. More important than weeding. I don't yeah. know why. Or just if like developing a, way, a healthy relationship with it. Yeah. As like in, you know how they always say in Europe, kids don't binge drink because they're allowed to drink. Kind uh-huh. of. Yeah. I think there, if there's a way to do that, I think it's okay. Like I think rather than stigmatize it real hard. 
you know, maybe yeah. be like, yeah, you can have a beer or two with me. And yes, you're 16, but like, I don't, I want you to know what it feels like to just do it kind of moderately, you right. know, so you don't have to like, but not drink a case of beer. Huh? But not with you or me, not actually with you <laughs> yeah, or I, me. I, I will have... take that hit for him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my, my son that I don't have. Um, and, then, and then you're like, put in your arm, we got to get Coke right now. <laughs> <laughs> you drive. I get too your fucking friend, drunk to drive. Your, your, your friend Jerry looks like a, he knows somebody. That's hilarious. Uh, uh, well, that Coke, was. I want to be there. 16. I'll say 16. 16. Okay, 16. 16. For for drinking and smoking? Yeah. I think okay. that sounds good. And no cigarettes, although yeah. they'll be gone by the time I they're hope 16. so. Yeah, but Jules, baby, they taste good for the kids. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jules, not a sponsor. No. <laughs> uh, thank that, you, Joe. That was how My old pleasure. we have to open the diaper bag and then we're out. Okay. Let's Stop open this trying bag. to end the episode. I mean, I feel like it's over. This question is from at Mark Caruciello. Mark Caruciello. Our five-month-old twins are downing five ounces of formula every three hours. When can we start giving them solid food? No teeth yet. I don't know. Yeah, I think <laughs> seven months. Yeah, I, I, I love this. Seven is like, months, yeah. right? This it, is a directly Googleable thing. But, yeah, uh, I would say. Um, well, I know that from a story. I wasn't there, but uh, Meg said that Lulu would grab for fizz, like solid food when she was like, I think it was something ridiculous, like five months or something like that. She was like, "Give me that cookie, yeah, right but, now." Yeah, but you don't. No, you like, can't. You, you need the teeth, right? You need the teeth. I but would is wait. he talking about baby food? That's yeah, because is that not considered. You, yeah, I mean, uh, solid. It should be considered solid. I think you could go baby food now. Like, you can yeah. do baby food now. But once you have teeth, then you could do, like, what I think you mean by solid. Cookies. Yeah. Yeah. I think Biscuits. there are little ways from teeth, though. Five months, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. who knows? Well, maybe you grow up. Maybe you're raising the child by a nuclear reactor, and they have many teeth. Yeah. Yeah, I think you just do the pouches and the and the baby food. It's a bad question, and we're doing a bad job answering. I know. Yeah. This is we're not helping anybody with this. Yeah. Just ask us where when you can smoke weed. <laughs> That's the <laughs> oh, kind of question. Too crew. Yeah. Uh, I will say, let's just do this then. Uh, if they're drinking a ton of formula, formula, I hope there's no stigma left, but there shouldn't be if there is. I think if you can't breastfeed or you don't want to breastfeed, there shouldn't be any issue with that. I and don't that think there is, and I think you just brought the stigma back. <laughs> 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 uh, okay, fine. Then let's go this direction. Uh, if you if you run out of formula, it is okay. I looked this up to give them Red Bull. It's okay to give them Red Bull? Yeah, they're too young to actually process the, the bad it just chemicals. Goes... It goes right through them, and Red Bull is like water for, what? A, for a kid. But why would that be? Why because I'm making it up, it up Joe. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm just here to say you can, you can feed them solid food as soon as they get teeth. Yeah. <laughs> Such a, that, that would be my answer. <laughs> oh, my God. That was uh, your two dads. Joe, thank you so much for doing it. You were fantastic. Do you have anything to promote? No. Okay. Great. Bye. 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 <laughs> oh, like and subscribe. Rate or, and review us on rate iTunes. And review and, uh, rate and review and subscribe. Yes. Thank you. That's Bye. been Your Two Dads, a Comedy Central production. <laughs> <laughs> this has been a Comedy Central podcast.